What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Austin Has the Mic. You with your girl Tamia, and I'm with... Hey, everyone, it's Dylan. What's good, everybody? It's your boy, TB. To continue our Pride Month theme, we are talking about the misconceptions of the LGBTQ plus experience. Stick around after for an interview with Ariana Codanas, a young bisexual Latina who proudly came out to her family. Mm. One that I gotta get out the way off rip, not every single encounter you have with someone who's in the LGBTQ community mm-hmm. is them immediately wanna get at you. Mm-hmm. And not every conversation that you have with them, you ain't gotta just immediately express, oh, by the way, I'm not with all that, I'm not with that gay stuff, or like, I'm straight. Right. Like, you ain't gotta let them know off rip, they are still human beings. They, mm-hmm. Like, they wanna have friends too. They, they wanna have people to talk to on a normal basis. Mm-hmm. You ain't gotta just immediately say, oh, yeah, that's cool and all. Hey. I ain't with that gay stuff. Know, like, you right. just start talking about it. Oh, bro, mm-hmm. like, you know what? Mm-hmm. Like, if you uncomfortable, just don't talk to him. Yeah. Or don't talk to him about whatever. Mm-hmm. What's going on? Right, yeah, bro. Because I definitely, I, it's like, people, ain't, no matter your sexuality, you can still acknowledge the fact that if someone's attractive, you mm-hmm. can acknowledge that without having to, oh, my God, or, like, uh, maybe being over, like, oh, you know what? I want this person. I want, I'm going to try to turn them out. Or, mm-hmm. Like, it ain't going to be like that. So if someone thinks you're attractive, just, like, just. Right, you know, mm-hmm. if you, like you think you ugly or something, how you mad? like? I don't get that. It's kind of like I don't know. I ain't with that. But mm-hmm. if you're comfortable enough, you don't sexuality, you weren't really mad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just shows how we've sunk into heteronormativity. Like that's mm-hmm. very, you know, that concept we've been taught as children. If a, if a person who isn't of your sexual orientation tries to hit on you, mm-hmm. like not even just compliment yeah. you, like you said, mm-hmm. then you got to take offense to it. You got to let them know. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't make sense because then you only put that person down to their sexuality yeah. when they're a whole person, you know. Right. But there, there is a thing where it's like you need boundaries, so you feel like someone is constantly, like you say, like, oh, I'm trying to turn you out or mm-hmm. like trying to change so you. So the flip side of yeah, it. Yeah, like that's that's not cool for anyone to do. I don't care what you are. I can turn you straight gay, whatever. No, that's yeah. not okay. <laughs> you can't say that to people because that doesn't make sense. Yeah. And that's that's like offensive. That's like saying that invalidates the fact that people like. They see it as like a choice to like yeah. choose your orientation, which right. like no, dude. Right? <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, because it's, they feel like what they say, gay is a choice or something yeah. like that. Yeah, basically. Like, mm, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> like, it's, it's, not, me, it's not. Mm, it's giving me like you want it to be a choice, but not really. Like you, yeah. how you like? It's like you want to force someone to like the same sex as you. Mm-hmm. Like how you gonna do that? <laughs> like if they don't like that, you like if they're. If that's not their sexuality, and you think that, and for a person to think that they can force the sexuality out of someone, mm-hmm. like, hold on, now you're big bo, because why do you think that? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you, you think you have some big dreams. Mm-hmm. Loki, that had happened to me once. Uh, like a friend, a friend of my, a friend of my uh, had introduced me to this app called Yubo. Like, mm-hmm. it's like it's like FaceTime, but like other people are with you on like other people right. like like watch you be on FaceTime and stuff. Oh yeah, that um, that's the app where like you can go live and stuff with other yeah. people. Yeah, that's a fun app. Yeah. So yeah, I had I had a friend on there. His name was. Ugh, forgot his name, Loki. <laughs> yeah, I had to stop talking. But uh, his name, we're gonna call him James for now. Okay. James was <laughs> James was a homosexual male. Uh-huh. And there were times where he come in, you know, he joke around about saying, "Oh, you know, Tobias, you're looking real cute today. You know, you need to hit uh, slide uh, slide me your number." Ooh. I'll laugh. I'll say, "All right, bro, quit playing with me." <laughs> Now after a while, it became persistent. I was like, oh, right. I don't think you're joking no more. Like literally, there was right. a day uh, where yeah. <laughs> he said, "Hey, bro, I don't think it's, it's a, a joke anymore." <laughs> <laughs> but no, like there was a day where it was just uh, me and him and the lack. We were waiting for other people to join in. Mm-hmm. He was like, "You know, I'll be joking, right? Like I'll be like I'll be literally wanting to talk to you and you know, like try to turn you out." I said, Ooh. "I looked at my phone. I said, 
ain't gonna yell at him. But uh, I was like, big dog, respectfully, please relax. I'm not with all that. Right. I, don't, I don't like like I don't like people trying to do that to me because like this ain't the first time this happened to me. Mm-hmm. But this is the time where I was like, cause he lived close to me too, and like, and I ain't gonna oh, do He probably also community. Uh, he from he from he in Chicago. Chicago, okay. And I ain't, want, I ain't need him like you know like trying to get close to me with him. So I was like, I had to shut it down wholeheartedly. Right. Some less than nice words were thrown around on my end just to <laughs> just, just to make the message clear because like right. it was starting to irritate me. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. I, I understand. And, but like we still cool though. Oh. Have you like do like like do you check in on him just to like see how yeah. he's doing and stuff like that? I think that's still good. But I, like I said, it's the difference between trying to force someone or just acknowledging the fact that they're attractive. Mm-hmm. So like how you saying he started off first, like, yeah, you know, you cute, you need to stop playing, seeing your number. Like, okay, I'm thinking it's a joke because, right. you know, like, okay, yes, we're cool. I know that's your sexuality and I'm comfortable enough to go along with it. Mm-hmm. But the more you, like the consistent he was, and like you just keep bringing it up and like you know that I'm a straight individual. Mm-hmm. Like, come on now, what are you doing? Like, all right, now, now you, you, you. But that's the thing he didn't know. You, that's the they thing. Like, straights don't know? have to say it. If you, it like, that's another part of heteronormativity. If yeah, you're straight, it's, like it's assumed. Yeah. yeah, it's assumed that, like, if it's never said, then you don't have to do it, which goes into this concept of, like, you could point out who's gay. Yeah, like, yeah. I know it's a joke Ooh. for the it's a joke for the gays to have, like, a gaydar. And that's uh-huh. fine, because that's their whole thing. It's like, girl, I sensed it. But for them, it's this thing, like, because it's secretive. They have, like, they're still, like, um, I saw a statistic that like six out of uh, 12 people usually don't feel comfortable coming out to their families. Like they still what? feel like it would be unsafe for them to do that. Right. So of course it's a little different with friend groups, mm-hmm. but yeah, like, it yeah, it's like it shows it's like you can't even say it still, even though we are becoming mm-hmm. a little more open, it's still this thing where it's like, I have to guess whether or not you're yeah, like, the same, like, you know? I mean, my thing was like, when I had first met the dude, I let him know cause he like, he, like at first he, mm. he was like trying to be on there with me. I was right, like, he was, like oh, very, and he was very open about it. Yeah, like, and I, you know, I don't, I don't mind him cause he said, oh, he said I look attractive and you know, he mm-hmm. like talked to me. I yeah. let him know. Ah, I, I like swimming, my boy. Yeah, I right, couldn't yeah. See okay. And he was like, well, I can't see through. And he said, ah, right, he left it alone. But like every now and then, he'll always come back, you know, say the joke and still try to, you know, say Okay, yeah, that, that's about, yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a problem. Yeah, because it's like, he's like, man, I'm going to turn him out. Like, he, he going to be the he gonna be the one to, I don't know, be mm-hmm. my something. <laughs> like, it, it seems like he was definitely trying to get into, not, not even a relationship, but he was definitely trying to get more involved with you. That's mm-hmm. what it seemed like. And it's crazy because um, my brother, he's straight and, um, he had he had the same experience one time. Uh, somebody texted him on Facebook, and it was so crazy because he like he did love the boy's picture, but he looking at it like, oh yeah, this a homie. He seemed cool. Like mm-hmm. this a this a dude. Like you probably like I could probably hoop with him like stuff. Like he mm-hmm. never thought about it as oh he probably finna talk to me. So he loved the picture, going about his day because it was a nice picture. He didn't mm-hmm. look like you know uh, like a homosexual or anything because he wasn't uh, aware. But I'm pretty sure even if he did know that he was probably homosexual, he probably still would have re- reacted the same because it was mm-hmm. a nice picture. Mm-hmm. The picture looked nice. I'm gonna love it. <laughs> so I guess that uh, the dude ended up texting my brother like, hey, and my brother like, yo, like, what's up? And he was just like, oh, uh, I think he was like, he's cute or something like that. And my brother was like, whoa, he was like, oh, snap. He was like, dang, I ain't even know he was looking at me like that. So he just <laughs> he just told him like, hey, he's like, he's like, I appreciate it, but you know, I ain't like, I I, I'm not attracted to males mm-hmm. so i like he I, I just like the way that he handled it because yeah. we also have a gay brother that's older than us and you know for us to have a gay brother and then you know i got a straight brother and then it's like i don't know it's like you see you can see the difference between the two so mm-hmm. for him to handle that so well i like he ain't like bad some curse him out none of that like and he not and the boy never tried to talk to him again 
which I appreciate. Okay, like, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Still. Like, like the, you can tell the difference between the person and it, it goes with respect. Mm-hmm. It's like you it's like you don't respect my sexuality and you keep trying to force me to be into be in tune with you, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, like, bro, I ain't on that. So yeah. I think both of them have that situation very well. And mm-hmm. I think most I, people need to do that. Yeah. Even definitely. like going back to the reverse, though, like so going back to where not every interaction is like them trying to get at you. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the obvious exceptions where like if it has happened to you don't immediately use those few times to then generalize why you think mm-hmm. you should yeah. react that way because mm-hmm. I won't hold you it happened to me like after like a few certain kinds that I didn't have where certain uh, homosexual males would come along you know try to holler at me now whenever I'm out in public and one of them trying to interact with me my immediate thought is I should be letting them know all prep but I'm, I'm not with that and I look you don't want to talk to you in that way right, yeah. and, now, and now I'm like it, it, it made me seem like not a like friendly and like interactive person mm, yeah so I had to like so going out to other like areas where I know I have a certain influence or I know that I'm going to be talking a lot I got to dial it back because even I even I got to realize it's not all it's not like a bunch of people mm-hmm. that do that yeah yeah um but there is something I wanted to bring back to me and that you said earlier mm-hmm. So about your brother's experience, someone DM'd him and said, right. you're cute, or whatever it was. Yeah. And I'm thinking, for most people, and this kind of goes into gender identity, mm-hmm. for people who identify more with like feminine mm-hmm. ideals, for me, if I saw a girl come into my DMs, right. I'm not immediately trying to tell them I'm not into them. Because yeah. <laughs> one, I might be. There's a chance. But two, also just like, it's normalized for girls to give each other compliments yeah. and like it's not a threat mm-hmm. to be seen as attractive so it's like it's really unfair for men to feel like defensive about their mm-hmm. own masculinity a lot of times when it's based in that right. and like that just makes me sad it's like guys want compliments too yeah. guys want to know they I look mean, cute like, when you think of it that way it's, mm-hmm. it's like you said it's normalized for like women to interact that way and mm-hmm. not be immediately seen as sexualized mm-hmm. men may process it as like a like in a sexual manner mm-hmm. right. or like think of it like oh y'all together like y'all trying to do some stuff that's yeah. kind of and most men, well, some men are actually attracted to that you know mm-hmm. like uh, uh, lesbian women but on the flip side Male, uh, this like goes into like toxic and fragile masculinity and all that. Right. So that's a whole other episode. But, like, <laughs> men, will, men obviously like feel like they should remind people that oh, I'm straight, I'm not into that, mm-hmm. and I don't like, you know, want to talk to you on that level. Yeah. Like there's a lot of like, there's a huge difference between like when women do it and when men do mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Not to say that it's right to do because it isn't. Yeah, right, but that's yeah. that's what's happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think the one thing that gets on my nerves though, like I'll see from my family is um picking out like gay traits, kind of I guess. Oh yeah. So what like. As in, like, oh, this person talks gay. This person does, like, the hand <laughs> thing. You know, they walk in a certain way. Right. And I know we're probably all guilty of doing it at one point. It's stereotyped. It's like, even though, like, we do it self-consciously, like, yeah. we're not even aware of that we're doing it, but mm-hmm. this world has, like, brainwashed us until all, like, soon we see somebody, we're trying to judge and trying to mm-hmm. figure them out. And it's like... It's like, why are you trying to figure somebody out before you even meet them? Meet but them, yeah. mm-hmm. you see the outside of a person, you think, oh, yeah, that person got a little mm in the mm-hmm. Yeah. And I ain't going to lie, I do that too sometimes. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like I said, it's self-conscious. I try to stop myself from doing it. Mm-hmm. Like, also, like, um... Like when I was in grammar school, it was like females that I know had some little mm in them, and I, you know, and it, and it was crazy because I know I was like that. Like you mm-hmm. know, I was uh, gay in grammar school, and and if I seen like another female, and I'd be like, I'd be like, you was, you you like girls, and they'd be like, no, I don't, no, I don't. And I promise you, every single person I said that about is now fully like comfortable in their own skin, mm-hmm. and I'm just happy that they acknowledge the fact of their sexuality because I'm not gonna lie. 
like yeah sometimes it's wrong to try to judge a book by its cover mm-hmm. and try to over like analyze someone but sometimes we be right like sometimes you some so, some people need a person to be able to like not even identify them but mm-hmm. just let them know like yeah I think you're going in this direction and mm-hmm. sometimes they need that extra help like okay well maybe you know maybe let me figure it out and people yeah. end up becoming so comfortable and realizing like that that's them like that like mm-hmm. they identify themselves way better yeah. and they're like you know what I'm way happier than when I was cause I was trying to hide it and trying to pretend like I was somebody I'm not but mm-hmm. when there's people around you like especially most of them was close friends of me from my ass and I'm like gee we around this, we around each other all the time like <laughs> I, I like I know you and I'm around you and I can tell that you have like you, like your sexuality is you you not really open about it, but I can mm-hmm. tell. And once they finally open up, I'm just like, period, as yeah. you should. You yeah, that's like, true. I need like it's it's you know you just gotta see it for real. And sometimes you need help about bringing that stuff out, but it's gonna come out eventually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but all in all, I think self identity and sexuality is a heavy topic to talk about. But when you are comfortable with yourself, you can live happy with pride. <laughs> we hope you guys are enjoying so far, and we'll be right back with you guys after this short break. Do you know your rights? Do you know how to protect yourself when you come into contact with the police? Did you know that by saying, I do not consent to any searches, you are invoking your Sixth Amendment right, and you could stop an officer from illegally searching you? If you want to know more about protecting yourself from unjustified police activities, as well as having a free attorney, please call 1-800-LAW-REP-4. Once again, that's 1-800-LAW-REP-4. Welcome back, everybody. We hope that you have been enjoying the show thus far. Right now, we're going to get into an interview with the lovely Ariana Cardonas. Uh, and we're going to talk a little bit about her journey experience with uh, being a member of the LGBTQ plus community. And yeah, let's get into it. So lovely to have you here, Ari. How you doing? How you doing? I'm doing pretty well. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited. Yeah, it's good to have you here. Uh, so, I to let the audience know, I've known you since freshman year of high school. You <laughs> attended the same high school, uh, just you know, for the first few years before I transferred. Um, but we've been in contact all that time, and just overall, my strongest impression of you is how confident you are in your identity. Even when you've had your struggles, you've never shied away from letting people know who you are. And I've always loved that. Um, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I've always been curious, where did that confidence in your identity come from in terms of like, uh, when you're defining your sexuality or your gender, how, how can you be so confident? I mean, for me, it's like, like I'm gonna be myself no matter what like no one is gonna restrict who I am like even my parents like uh, when I came out like my dad did not really accept it and and you know it hurts but I kind of expected it and honestly my parents have like prepared me for this life that a lot of people are just not going to accept me for who I am. And that's mm. just how it's going to be. Like, yeah, especially as like, you know, as a person of color, like Mexican with immigrant parents, like people are just not going to accept me for who I am, where I come from, like where my family comes from. And that's just how it is. Mm-hmm. So I can't just sit on that and just, you know, be sad like that. Oh, these people don't like me. Mm-hmm. Like 
that. <laughs> um, like, I'm going to be who I am, regardless of what you think of me. And I'm going to yeah. be happy with that. Period. Yeah. So, I love that. I love that so much. Um, especially, I think it's rare for, well, not rare, but I just haven't heard before of parents telling you, like, be ready for people to not accept you. But it's also ironic that you just said your dad didn't accept you. We have questions about that later, about how you came to talk about that with your family. Mm-hmm. Um, but first, I want to ask you about how long did it take for you to become comfortable with your sexuality and gender identity? I mean, honestly, sometimes I'm comfortable in my identity. Sometimes I'm not. Because okay. as people, we are always constantly evolving, changing, improving, you know, all of that. Mm-hmm. At some point, my sexuality might change, my identity might change, and, like, the only thing I can do is accept myself for who I am. And just move on from the fact, and, like, whatever comes, just, you know, I face it and then move Mm -hmm. on. Like, Mm -hmm. there will never be a time where I am completely comfortable. I don't think anybody Mm -hmm. will ever be fully comfortable. Mm-hmm. Well, people are gonna make you uncomfortable, even though you are uncomfortable. Like, even though you are comfortable, like, it's, you know, like, you just gotta face with what com- like face what comes, and just mm-hmm. you know, deal with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Because, like you said, I don't think everyone will ever be comfortable because so much is changing. Literally, because of change, you can never be comfortable. You know, right. even if you're like in a good spot, it never stays the same, and that's even more pronounced in a world that may not always be accepting and even try to attack you for changing. Basically, um, right. So and also, said, like, yes. oh, sorry, like being comfortable. Like, I feel like at some point you're gonna have to make yourself uncomfortable with, you know, all the topics that, like, especially nowadays, people are talking mm-hmm. about. Like, there will always be a time where you are uncomfortable, mm-hmm. no matter what. And, mm-hmm. you know, you know, it's good to have sources of comfort. That is mm-hmm. always necessary, of course. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So, like, it's, I feel like you just got to make sure you have that, some source of comfort. Because mm-hmm. it's never going to be permanent. <laughs> right. Yeah, definitely. Um, and... I, I'm wondering, do you have any distinct experiences or a time in your life where you just felt extremely uncomfortable, though? Like, where you were in, a, like, a constant state of, I can't be myself or I, I just feel unwelcomed because of who I am? Um, yeah, I do. Like, I feel that, but not because of, like, my sex, <laughs> my sexuality or anything. Mm. I feel mm-hmm. like okay. I honestly get that from like people I live with the most. Like that no. I live with. you don't feel like you can be completely yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, um where you feel like you have to restrict yourselves for other people's, you know, comfortability or whatever. Like it's sometimes right. especially when you're in a living situation. Right. Like I I have to make that sacrifice, you know, because I would, you know, sacrifice my living situation if not, you know, my own comfortability, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like, I it, I don't think I've 
I always make sure to surround myself. Like I, I Zoe knows this, knows this, like I'm not that much of an open person. So I make sure that I create environments where I am welcome, even right. though the environments that I am in now may not be as welcoming. Mm. Okay, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, uh, that's very like, that sounds like something that most people should be able to do. I feel like you, people want to be in a space where they're able to be welcome and accepted about just who they are and not, you know, be talked down upon. So do you um, remember like your experience or like what age did you begin questioning your identity? I honestly started questioning when I was like 12. Um, okay. Nice my friend, yeah, my <laughs> at the time, um, one of my friends, she came out as bi to us and mm. I was like, what is that? Because I was right. like gay and lesbian and uh, I've always associated like negative connotations with those sexualities. I grew up in a Mexican, like traditional Mexican household, like, mm -hmm. and that's just how it was. But you know, I cared for my friends, so I, mm -hmm. I like asked questions. And I was like, "That's a thing, right?" And so once that seed was like in my head, I started questioning my sexuality, and I was like, "What if I am bisexual? What if I am queer?" Right. Like. Like, what if I'm not, like, straight? And mm -hmm. I finally came to the conclusion. I was like, yeah, I think I'm bisexual. This makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and I told my best friend, but I don't know if I told the others. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, that's kind of how I came to the conclusion. Right. And no one, at that point, no one could change my mind. Right. Because I was just Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I know that the idea of coming out has been used since the 1960s. So do you think that it's still appropriate today to call it coming out? You know, when revealing your true self, because like coming out is like a, it's, it's kind of like a, I don't know, it might have a negative connotation to some people because why do I have to come out to reveal my true sexuality when this is who I am? So, do you think that it's still appropriate for people to still call it coming out? Well, I honestly feel like it depends because mm -hmm. I every coming out experience is gonna be different. Mm -hmm. Whether it is just like something that's just normal, like oh hey, I'm I'm gay actually, like that could be a coming out. Like it can be as small as that, or like sitting down your parents in your living room, being like hey, mom and dad. I'm gay like right <laughs> always gonna be different for the person and I think that the person should you know come out as comfortably as they can as confident as they can because mm -hmm. um, you know it's who they are and like it's it's although like weird to like have this ritual of like needing to reveal your identity your sexuality to someone right um maybe like for some people it's just not necessary that they don't feel it's necessary like yeah. if you want to be private about it be private about it if you want to be public and yell to the world i'm gay like yeah no. do that <laughs> i it just depends like on the person like how they want yeah. to go about that 
So can you share us what it was like for you when you came out to your family? And like, how did they react? Like, what, well, I know that earlier you, you did say that you kind of expected the reactions that um that came from them, but like, wh- were you like upset or like, how did you take it? Um, when, honestly, they were both underwhelming. <laughs> like when mm-hmm. I came out, I came out to my mom and dad separately. Um, I came out to my mom first and I was, mm-hmm. and it was like, um, I was at, I was with her at her work and we were leaving the office was empty and I was like, ma, I'm bisexual. And she was like, okay. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, yeah, what else am I going to do? And I was like, okay, I guess. Right. <laughs> That's just how it, how it ended up being. Um, and then my dad, I was honestly really hesitant to come out to my dad. Mm-hmm. I honestly didn't want to, and almost, I almost regret doing it. Right. Um, like, his, when I came out to him, I was like, but I'm bisexual. And he was like, no, you're too young. You're too young. You don't, you don't know that. You're too yeah. young. And... I kind of expected it. I kind of expected that because just the way that my family is not like um, my uncle who is gay. He's dealt with a lot of shit from like my family because okay. they've eventually started coming around, but only recently about mm-hmm. it being more accepting. But you know, it was a long road. Like he paid the path for my acceptance. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. And it was just like that. And obviously I immediately was upset. Like, even though mm-hmm. I immediately got angry at him, I was like, why? Why am I too young? Yeah, how am I so, like, mm-hmm. how am I too young to know when I know? Like, how can you tell right, me? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. But and, you're not too young to know if you're straight. So it's like, <laughs> right <you> now. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, that's frustrating. Um, uh, yeah. But I came out to my uncle that who's gay, and honestly, that was, I that was the coming out like person I needed. Like that was the reaction I needed when I came out to him. He was like, "Oh my God! Like you're so beautiful for coming out to me. Like no matter what, like we're gonna accept you. Like even if you change, if you if you're like if you decide to be straight or lesbian in a couple years, like you're still you." you're still beautiful you're still brave like you're still accepted like in my eyes and it was just like i started tearing up i was like whoa (laughs) to be i honestly feel like that's the kind of like coming out like experience that people deserve just have someone tell you that they accept you in all your like imperfectness or like just like for your flaws mm. and anything. Yeah, like unconditionally, I accept you. And you are beautiful and brave, and you deserve to be happy in yourself, mm. in your identity. And you know that's the you know that's the kind of thing like that just like hits your heart, you know. Yeah. 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 That is a very beautiful thing to hear. I'm so glad. <laughs> <laughs> But no, in all seriousness, I, I totally agree with you. That is definitely the type of reaction that people need when they're telling people who they are truly and they want to make sure that 
who they are truly isn't going to be shunned away. Like they're going to be loved for who they are regardless. And I kind of wanted to like touch passes and like, so since you're someone who's already came out, what advice would you give to other youth or people in general who have not come out yet but want to? I think I a lot of people say this and it's mm-hmm. like, it doesn't make sense at the moment, but like come out when you're ready. Like when you are sure that you are prepared mentally, physically, all all of the above to tell someone like about who you are because mm-hmm. especially in during these times where it's like it can be such a delicate situation if you are not in a welcoming environment mm-hmm. like you are not safe like make sure you are safe make sure you know these people won't react too harshly mm-hmm. and um honestly i feel like when you are coming out, come out to the people you know will accept you. Mm-hmm. you know? Do that first and then move on to the harder obstacles because mm-hmm. once you know people have your back and accept you for who you are, the rest comes easy. Mm-hmm. Right, true that. And yeah, that, I think that's my advice. Sort of like in a roundabout, you know, bringing everything to a close here and speaking to Pride Month. What does Pride mean to you? What does it mean to be a member of the LGBTQ community? Well, for me, like, I don't know. It's just, you know, it's just being me. Like, I just, you know, I exist and like, it's celebrating people like me, people within the community, celebrating all our identities that we mm-hmm. accept each other this community mm-hmm. like we have each other's back well, like <laughs> we want to be seen and like you know we see each other it like it's such a beautiful experience being at pride like the festival and all that because it's like you see each other and sometimes in your daily life you might not have that like people like like you like part of the lgbtq community and just seeing that everyone being authentically themselves it's it fills you with pride like Mm -hmm. quite literally (laughs) (laughs) and like it yeah it's just it's really beautiful like yeah that's what's up (laughs) y'all well thank you so much friend for coming into the studio with us today we are so grateful that you shared uh, your time and your stories and wisdom and advice with us. I'm sure a lot of people could use this because I definitely gained I, I gained some knowledge today that I did not know mm-hmm. I was going to gain. And oh, I'm really grateful yeah. for that. Yeah, for real. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for having me. Yeah, of, of course. course. Of I course. Yeah. I appreciated the, the story, the story and like your advice given and like how much you're involved in pride. Like I really appreciate your story. Thank you guys for tuning in to yet another episode of Austin Has the Mic. We hope you all enjoyed. Catch us on Apple, Spotify, or anywhere podcasts can be listened to. If you have any suggestions for us, then you can email us at austinhasthemic2 at gmail.com or send us a DM on Instagram and Facebook at austinhasthemic. Be sure to catch us Mondays and Fridays, same place, same time, at 4 p.m. Once again, it was the host of Austin Has the Mic, your girl Tamia. And Zylet. And your boy TB. And we're out.